sunny day here in Newcastle and we are so excited that you are tuning in to join us for this program. I'm joined today in studio with, of course, Pastor Danny here who's going to uh, be leading our Bible study segment. So looking forward to it. And how are you today, Pastor Danny? I'm praising the Lord on this <laughs> delightfully delicious sunny Wednesday afternoon. That's right. We love hearing that every week. <laughs> Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. It's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. Jesus coming that clearly tell us that his coming is imminent Mm. and just around the corner. So I've sort of entitled this series, and we don't know when this series is going to end. It definitely will end before the coming of Jesus. (laughs) We know that for sure. But this series is entitled A World on the Brink. So we're taking a look at the convergence of, of, of different signs that Jesus gave us, that the Bible writers give us, that tell us that the end of all things is at hand and that Jesus' coming is drawing very near and it's something for us to continue to look up, as mm-hmm. Jesus said, and also to share with those around us the good news that we are going home soon. Hallelujah! <laughs> Praise the Lord. To a better world, a much better amen, world. Amen, amen. So uh, that's exciting and we did start going through those signs last week. Yes, so we did. we should tell everybody, if you missed last week's episode, it was a really, 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 really good one. You should go and look it up on the Faith FM app or go to the website faithfm.com.au look up the program looking up click on it and you can find all the past episodes there uploaded after every broadcast as podcasts you can browse to your heart's content and i should add there are so many good programs on this radio station i would Definitely explore them if you miss them when they go to mm, air live. Amen. Uh, there's the Faith Experiment. There's the Breakfast Show, Tazzy Encounters, Speak Life. All of these uh, great, including, including Shell Show. What's that called? Shell on Thursdays. Afternoons. Afternoons. Afternoons on Thursdays with Shell. So mm-hmm. that would definitely be 3.30 one. to 5.30. There you go. You should look it up and you can enjoy. I think they've got a really good music selection that happens mm. on Thursdays as well. So, uh, yeah, there's so much to listen to on this radio Amen. station. So definitely do it. And, uh, yes, also because this is a live um, broadcast right now, you can interact with us. We'd love to hear from you. Our studio number is zero four triple eight one seven six two four. And uh, yeah, text us any comments, questions, or prayer requests. We'd love to hear from you. We're going to listen to Jill Desavoine. I hope I said that right. Bring to us a song entitled Psalm twenty two. Enjoy. from 
song psalm 22 and a beautiful psalm Mm, amen that that song is about well we are still looking up here this is a looking Mm -hmm. up program on faith fm just tuned into and we should let everybody know that as always we have a prize Mm -hmm. giveaway that comes to those listeners who are paying attention um to all the code words that we give out but today's special prize is a book by Carl Hafner it's called Caught Between Two Worlds a survival guide for end time living doesn't oh, that wow. sound appropriate wow. this is a timely message the blurb says for God's people today for whenever trouble stares us in the face and it will we need to know that for certain that even though we were caught between two worlds there is hope a living hope mm. so that's just to whet your appetite a little bit good news there are four of these available wow. and so we're going to release the code word a little bit later a little bit later and uh, so keep this number zero four triple eight one seven six two four handy for that and also if you have any comments that you'd like to send through to us for today or prayer requests or, or wanting a bible study with someone yes anything at all that's right um you want to know how little um uh, judah's doing <laughs> send us a message a question and by the way let's talk about judah oh, before we get it. into all the <laughs> looking up signs that we're going to delve into in just a little bit tell well, us how is little judah progressing it's amazing uh, i guess you've already seen this with children of your own but watching them develop he can hold his head up now. Wow. <laughs> and uh, I think he's quite proud of the fact that he can do that. When you put him on the ground he, this afternoon, when we put him down, he lifted his head and lifted his legs at the same time so he can plank. He can plank. He's into <laughs> planking already. He's a planker. <laughs> so, no, he's doing really well, sleeping oh. very well, eating very well. Is he still, like, sleeping ridiculous hours, like like 10-hour shifts? Not 10 hours. He does about – he's we have – Often we have six hours, that's pretty regular, six hours, and then another three hours. Wow. But the other day he did go for nine hours. Nine hours, that's insane. That was a one-off and it was a blessing. Wow. (laughs) I didn't mind. I'm telling you, folks. I didn't mind it at all. (laughs) If you could just look into the face of Sharissa, you guys would be saying, no way she had a baby two months ago. She looks (laughs) as fresh as a daisy. Like, don't you, you reckon Shell's working? Shell's <laughs> nodding. I mean, this woman looks like she's like, you know, 19. You know, and <laughs> full, you of, full of life, I'll full of beans. <laughs> I'm just telling you, she is like just a picture of youthful zeal All and right. vigor. He's on a roll now. <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. Unbelievable. I wish oh. I could feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, after our, that's probably kind of how I felt after our first child, Jamie really? Lee. 
Two and a half years later, when Genevieve turned up, it was the complete opposite. I was walking around like a zombie. You know, literally, my eyes were bloodshot. I was bumping into things. I didn't know whether I was an Arthur or a Martha. Um, and you I were was, a Danny after and all And I was that. a Danny after all. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I was in a bad place and my poor wife as well. Genevieve just kept waking up like every 20, 30 minutes or so wow. at times. And uh, for those first, oh, it was, it the was a The first shocker. few weeks are pretty No, hard. it wasn't a few weeks. Oh. This thing lasted like for months and months. <laughs> okay. I'm telling I don't you, know how you did if, that. if it was a few weeks, okay, you He's know, a very we all, good baby then. yeah, we grew in Embera, but yeah, maybe because they were girls. I think boys might be easier. Yeah, um, uh, girls tend to be more troublesome. Yes, you know, they're just problem, more problem all round. You know, girls are more problem all round. Would yeah. that be fair to say? Is that objective enough, um, or is that? Um, <laughs> Not well, so objective. <laughs> we have to ask Shell if that's a, a true statement. <laughs> or is that a woke statement? <laughs> I raised boys and my granddaughters are too young to say at this point. <laughs> oh, okay, there nah, you go. No, it's, 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 it's definitely not an objective <laughs> statement. So, um, But he's doing really well. And how's dad coping? Dad is going, he's very busy. He's busy going boy. very well. But he's and he's busy. looking after little He's little looking Judah after right both now. of us. Wow, wow. He's looking after he, me and Judah. Is he a good cook? Like, is he able to cook well? He is able, but he's so busy he hasn't been able. So what happens is I do my cooking when Judah's asleep. Oh, wow. So he goes down pretty regularly every day about between 7 and 7.30. So once he's down, then I can cook. Okay. Wow. So you're still cooking as well. Yeah, trying to. Wow, amazing. And um, and so, yeah, he's changing nappies, I'm assuming, yeah, still. Yeah, he's doing all the he's, – uh, he's the one leading the gym work. Tummy time, oh, that kind of thing. Fantastic, fantastic. Oh, that's good. So say hi to Judah from us. We will. And um, yeah, give him our regards and tell him we're thinking of He'll him. He'll probably have a lot to say to you. I'm sure he will. I'm <laughs> sure he will. Judah Levon, isn't it? Levon Luca Tarosian. Yes. Unbelievable. What a great name. And so um, today we want to take a look at, um, yeah, what's making news headlines um, from a prophetic point yes. of view, as always. And there is tons, tons of tons making news from a prophetic point of view so i don't know if you want to kick us off or do you want well, me I to think begin you should or? kick us off because you've always got good things to start with so. okay all right well um you'll remember a couple of weeks ago or so we we talked about we talked about new south wales you know being the the first state in australia um to introduce uh what was it uh, a school disciplinary um uh, person in ministry, you know, a minister yes, yes. there, there, there in, there in parliament, yeah. And so um, that was, yeah, that was um, back in back in early March. You know, the New South Wales government appointed its first chief behaviour advisor, you know, to work across all the Catholic, independent, and um, public schools. And just in time, because this week, in fact, just yesterday in Maitland. You know, just down the road from where we are here in Wall's End, in Maitland, there was a, a brawl in the classroom. Really? I missed the Maitland Grosman High School. So I don't know if wow. any parents who are listening in right yes. now um, have a child there at the high school, but they ended up on the news because there was a, a blue between the teacher. It was a 62 year old teacher, male teacher. Mm-hmm. And he got into an altercation with a couple of the students. Words were spoken, and then the missiles started going 
tables and wow. it was full so on. So who started full it? On. Well, the students, obviously. Um, most likely, <laughs> um, but I'm not sure. Um, it just the headline That's was terrible. Maitland High School brawl resulting results in teachers arrest oh. charged over. Um, alleged assault. So he says a brawl at a New South Wales school has ended with a teacher charged with allegedly assaulting a student. And um, New South wow. Wales police said the male teacher, 62, was arrested last night after an incident at the Maitland Grosman High School in the Hunter Valley. Mm. And um, it says video footage filmed by a student appears to show the teacher and students hurling paper at each other before a school <laughs> desk appears to be thrown at the older man. Um, he's also, you know, seen allegedly grabbing the student by his shirt collar, and um, probably you know, because the table came flying. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so, um, so it was pretty full on. And um, look, the reason why I bring this up mm. is not that this is an isolated incident. Um, mm. th- these incidents are happening more and more. It's just that this was caught on camera. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the majority are not caught on camera. Um, I mean, they're swearing at, at teachers. You would know that. Um, there's all sorts of carry-on. And you, I mean, you were a teacher. You shared for a, a little while there. A practice teacher yeah. in a boys' school, was it? No, uh, yeah, it was a boys' school. A boys' school, and it was pretty rough and tough from yep. what you shared the other day. And so, you know, we, we are finding it more of a challenge in the classroom, you know, both sure. students and teachers. And, you know, the Bible says that, as we draw nearer to the end of time, there's going to be more and more violence, you know, mm-hmm. right across. And today we've got violence in the media, violence in Hollywood, violence in the music industry, you know, the video gaming industry, you know, homes, you know, everywhere. There's violence everywhere. There's violent protests. Yes, as so, it was in the days of Noah. Exactly, yeah. There was violence everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so now we're, we're, we're at a stage where... Parents, teachers are struggling to sort of gain some kind of control over their children. You know, once upon a time, I remember in my day, I don't know if it was the same in your day, but in my day, I remember the teacher <laughs> even throwing the duster. <laughs> yeah, did you ever have the duster? No, well, you wouldn't have had the duster thrown here. Yeah, well, we had that the duster. Yeah, we had chalkboards and dusters. So maybe some of our listeners can, can vouch for that and let us know. Send us a message on our number. What's our number? Zero four triple eight one seven six two four. And tell us what happened in your day. Um, there was there was there was dusters sometimes thrown by the by the teacher to get our attention. Sometimes chalk. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely the strap. Mm-hmm. I copped the strap and the ruler. So you know that's what happened. And um, today you know discipline is more of a challenge. Teachers don't are not able to discipline. I'm talking about, you know, appropriate discipline, of course. For sure. And I don't actually believe that throwing dusters and throwing chalk is a good idea. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't espouse, you no. know, that kind of thing because, that, you know, you can hurt people. The chalk can end up in someone's eye and, <laughs> and so on and so forth. But um, I think we've gone to the other extreme now mm. where uh, discipline is, is, is very much uh, something that... Is banned. Re- is banned, yeah, just to put it simply, you know, it's banned. And so teachers are trying to find all sorts of other ways to manage children that are becoming more and more rowdy. Ah, yeah, and speaking of um, brawls, there was another one in Sydney last night. Uh, you and I just made reference to that before. Did you want to mention that? Yeah, now? yeah, there was. Um, Mark Latham, who's a One Nation uh, representative, we've got the New South Wales election coming up very shortly and we need to keep our... 
Our political leaders in prayer, absolutely. Um, We need to keep um, our political leaders in prayer according to what the Bible says. And so, yeah, Mark Latham, who is um, the One Nation leader here in the New South Wales um, Parliament, he organised a rally um, for his supporters as far as, you know, like just a rally where he would give a speech um, at at a venue there in Sydney, West Southwest Sydney, um, out the front of a church, and about a dozen or so LGBTQI plus um, group members from Community Action for Rainbow Rights. So that's their that's their group name. They came over there to protest against Mark Latham mm. because Mark Latham, you know, would be speaking against trans rights. Well, he was speaking for freedom. He was, yeah, speaking for freedom. So, but I mean, he has a right. Yeah. To speak, you know, Everybody as long as everyone has a right to speak, as long as you're not, as long as you're not being violent, That's right. um, but you have a right to share your thoughts and your opinions. And so, these um, LGBTIQ plus um, group members uh, got into an altercation with, um, you know, with now, the supporters of Mark Latham, and it got it got a little bit ugly. There was there was you know sounded there was, like the supporters of Mark Latham ran out. Um, Depends which article you read. The thing is, once again, this is this, this is where the rub is. This is where the rub is, my dear friend. Um, if you if you watch Sky News, uh, they'll give you one version of events. Yeah, and you watch if you watch one. Channel Nine, Channel Seven, ABC, SBS, Channel Ten, they'll give you a very different version well, of events. Well, it sounded like from the the article I read that it was the supporters of Mark Latham that were the ones that started the violence. But then I saw a text that a tweet of Latham's that is you know in the same article, which he was condemning the violence, and it sounded like it was the other way around. So I wasn't quite sure. Maybe there's video footage. I think there is. Actually. No, there is video footage, but it's 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 how they twist the narrative you know um and you know we're going to talk about this this is very prophetic and we're not we're not bringing up this just for the sake of talking about news headline we're talking yeah. about this from a prophetic point of view because the bible says at the end of time there's going to be such polarization in society yeah. polarization in politics polarization in society polarization in the media polarization in social media there is just great polarization such as i have never witnessed before and it's just getting worse and worse the gulf is growing and this will bring the world to a point of seeking peace and safety Mm -hmm. which is what the bible says seeking for someone that's going to create peace seeking to bring the world back from the brink to one, we need to come together. Yeah. And there is one individual and one system that the Bible says and Bible prophecy says that will lead the world in proposing a peace plan. That is the opposite all, of God's. Exactly, which is the opposite of God's. On the surface, it looks great, but it's the opposite of God's. And that's going to lead the entire world to come up with a a plan to bring both sides together. We're going to talk about that in today maybe in the coming weeks. But it weeks. won't work. But it won't work. But then those who are faithful to God will be persecuted. So the mm. devil has set this up. The devil is the one that has set up this polarization for his end time plan to bring about the fulfillment of that final worship war. I was thinking about that this week and it occurred to me, you know, the Bible says great peace have they which love Thy law, mm. so God's law. So and nothing when, causes them to stumble. Yes, mm. and then you have this verse in the New Testament. Is it First Timothy, 
where it says peace and safety. They, when they say yeah. peace and safety, First Thessalonians, chapter, First 5, Thessalonians chapter five, verse three. When they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction mm-hmm. comes upon mm-hmm. them. So great peace have they which love thy law. It's obviously a throwing out of God's law and mm-hmm. supposed claim for peace that will the, lead to yeah. Uh, this is the counterfeit These final peace. Events of the counterfeit peace. Exactly. Counterfeit right. peace. So, um, <gasps> yeah, we're going to talk about what happened in Melbourne at the Let Women right. Speak and how that also well, plays into it. Yes, this woman's going to speak now. Glenn Pecklum, Pecklum is going to bring to us a song. It's an acoustic mix of a song called Forgiven Forever. And we will be right back. We've got so much more to mm. share after the news, and then we'll share more. Amen. About. Amen.
everyone you're listening to a repeat of our live show looking up that's right and if you think this is good you'll definitely want to tune in on wednesdays at 3 30 to join us for the live event because you can actually participate there's a free giveaway that you can claim you can text in your questions and prayer requests live is so much more fun so catch you then faith looks up sorry looks back worry looks around you are listening to Looking Up, and we have been talking about the news and things that are happening in the news and how it relates to the wonderful news that the Bible mm, tells us that amen. Jesus is coming soon. That's so the bottom line. That is the bottom line, and it's the great hope of all the ages. We have also got uh, just a reminder there's a prize to be given away to four listeners. So first in, first served, and we're going to give you the code word a little bit later, but just so you know, it's a little book called Caught Between Two Worlds, A Survival Guide for End Time Living by Carl Hafner. And uh, this is going to be great. This book takes the reader verse by verse and explains the circumstances behind Peter's letters and condition of the early church. Wow. Sounds really mm, good. So um, hold on to your phones and maybe keep this number 04888 close and handy for when the time comes for you to text us in the code word. We also heard from uh, David Edgar during the last segment. We've been hearing from a few listeners. In fact, I've just received notification that Judah is listening. Oh, so Judah is listening. Oh, wow. <laughs> good on you, son. <laughs> All right. But also we have... Always listen to mummy and daddy. That's right. <laughs> Especially mummy. <laughs> <laughs> We've also got uh, heard from David Edgar, and he's listening from Perth. Good oh, to have wow. you back with us, David. And he was uh, chiming in on the dusters talk. He talked about how dusters went flying in your classroom. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> he said, yes, dusters and chalk was definitely thrown even in a Catholic school. Obviously, oh. that's where he went. <laughs> well, I went to a Christian school. And, oh, there you go. Went down. Yes, and a public school. So it happens in all schools. Yeah, it does happen in all schools. <laughs> they used to. have this used ability to. <laughs> to fly before they were drones. <laughs> <laughs> they were the, yeah, the original drones. The original drones. <laughs> All right, and so now you had some other news articles you want to. All right, okay, yeah. So we we we've kind of finished off by by talking about this this incredible division that we have, this polarization in society, and how it's all literally leading to implosion. Um, you know, we've we've literally got a civil war going on, Mm -hmm. Um, not a civil war with with guns necessarily, um, as in as in some parts of the world, sadly, but we've literally got a civil war of ideas of words. And that often can turn violent. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked about this this protest that was hijacked um, 
yesterday mm-hmm. there from you know some some of the some of the folk from the LGBTIQ um, who who came on board and and they protest. They said they were protesting um, quietly and respectfully, and you know I wasn't there to see it, so I can't comment. But anyway, they came there, and at at, at very least, you know they they were they they, they provoked the other side. Um, what happened in Melbourne um, on Saturday also yes. um, caused caused a real stir and ended up on the news. You have. You have what ended up in Melbourne. Where are we here? I need to find this um, uh, this article. Here we go. Oh, here it is. It's right in front of me. So Moira Deeming, mm-hmm. okay, she's a Liberal Party um, uh, politician. Yep. She's um, in the Victorian Parliament uh, representing the Liberal Party. And uh, she was uh, formerly a school teacher as well as um, a counsellor. Anyway. She's she's a person that stands up for family rights, uh, for family values, and so on and so forth, and education um, from a classical point of view. Now we have to talk about education from a classical point of view, which was simply you know reading, writing, maths, you know leaving you know the woke ideology you know out of the classroom, just leaving that alone and focusing on the things that really matter. And anyway, that's that was her first speech, literally in Parliament. Now there was a "Let Women Speak" rally. We talked about the ones that happened in Sydney and Brisbane, mm-hmm. caused a bit of a stir. There was one in Melbourne just on the weekend on Saturday, and she was part of that. She was one of the speakers, and uh, she she is basically well. Well, the leader of the Liberal Party has threatened to throw her out of the Liberal Party because she was there when a bunch, I think about 30 or so black-clad um, Nazis or mm. Nazi supporters wow. came to the rally and they were doing like the Nazi salute. Mm. And um, so they came in and uh, they got in between. The police allowed them to get in between the anti-trans protesters. Okay, so you had, sorry, sorry, the, 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 the pro-trans pro- protesters um, who were there protesting um, and causing a bit of a ruckus at this Let Women Speak rally. And these women are basically standing up for women's rights. Do you remember once upon a time we talked about the women's rights movement? Yes. The women's liberation movement? Yes, yes, yes. Well, <laughs> that's what these women are standing up for. Once upon a time there were those that were standing up against them and now they're having to fight for their, you know, women's rights. They're having to fight for, you know, girls um, being involved in sports with only girls. And, and hmm. you know, they're against, you know, trans, um, you know, individuals being involved in, in girls' sports for the sake of safety and fairness and so forth. Um, they're, they're concerned about, you know, males who, who, who say they're females moving into, you know, uh, female space like change rooms yeah. and toilets and and so and on and so are forth. Rather concerning things. Exactly. So um so that's what they're standing up for, and they weren't mm. being rude, obnoxious, or, mm-hmm. or violent or anything. And um and so so this is where we are. So these women are not able to speak up, and they are being vilified, especially in the left leaning media. And so this woman. She's done nothing wrong. She doesn't support the Nazis. She doesn't support any of what they stand for. She's totally opposed and against that. And now because she was at this rally where these guys gate-crashed the rally, they, 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 they weren't invited yeah. by the women. They gate-crashed, and now because she happened to be there still, 
when they gay crashed, the Liberal Party leader of Victoria wants to throw her out. Wow. This is, this is unprecedented. There's a lot of unprecedented things happening. That, that reminds me of, um, remember the guy, I can't remember, the Essendon CEO. We talked about him. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, I've got Andrew a book. Andrew, yeah, Andrew Thornburn. Yeah, yeah, very good, Andrew Thornburn. Because he went to a church that, that stands for biblical values on marriage and the family, yep. he was literally, you know, cancelled. he was sacked, cancelled from being the CEO of the Essendon Football Club. That's right. And um, so it's just, you know, where we're, we're dealing with a time when the pendulum is going to continue to go so far and then it's going to swing to the other side. Yeah. And so that is where we're going. And talking about that, um, if we go to to the land of the free and the home of the brave. America. America. Um, there's a school over there, a Christian school in Vermont, uh-huh. and they have been banned from being involved in any inter-school sports. Now, why is that? Why is that? Well, I'll give you the, I'll give you the headline, the headline from one of the newspapers. This was on Yahoo. Transphobic Christian school banned from Vermont Sports League. Wow. All right, this is the story. <laughs> a Vermont girls high school that withdrew from a basketball tournament last month mm-hmm. after refusing to play against the team that had a transgender player is no longer able to participate in future Vermont Principals Association's activities and tournaments, the group said in a news release. And not just they're not able to participate in basketball tournaments, but the school has been banned from all inter-school sports mm. because the girls were not willing to play against this team that had a, a transgender player wow. because of safety reasons, uh, because yep. of fair reasons, and it just they were not comfortable. It's so crazy. they so they boycotted and and so the association said, well, if that's how you feel, you're not welcome to be involved in any sports whatsoever. <laughs> you're cancelled. <laughs> wow. So so once again, this is this is illustrating, Sharissa, yes. that we are heading to the edge and the pendulum will swing and swing very, yeah, very hard to the absolutely. other side. And we're going to talk about that because the Bible actually talks about this pendulum yeah. swing at the end of time. So then when you say a pendulum swing, people are actually going to become religious? No, not necessarily. But what's going to happen is what Nigel Farage, have you heard of Nigel Farage? No. Okay, he was um, one of the one of the big anti, well, he was one of the big Brexiteers, they call him, you know, when, yep. you know, the whole Brexit vote. Yes. Well, he was one of those who were proposing that, that, you know, the UK leave, you know, the European Union. And anyway, he was speaking at a CPAC, which is uh, the conservative um, forum for the Republican Party there in the United States. And it's interesting what he shared. You can go online and you can watch Nigel Farage, CPAC 2023. And what he simply said was, he told the folk, don't worry. Don't worry about being persecuted. Don't worry about your family values being squashed. And um, don't worry about any of that. Because he says very, very soon, People are going to wake up to the fact that we have gone to the edge. We don't want to head in that direction. And he said the majority of Americans are concerned and want family values and they want that which is moral. Mm. The majority so to- of both of both both the Democrats, yeah. Republicans, they don't care who you are, color thumpium, it matters not. The majority of people care about family values. They care about uh, morality, and so when they see our society, you know, self 
destroying itself because of the direction it's going, they're going to jump on board the train to bring the nation back to moral values, bring the nation back to God will be what some say. Others will say bring the nation back to family values because with what's happening here even in Australia, there are many who are not Christians. They're not even religious. Mm. They're they're atheists. Mm -hmm. Many of them are atheists that I've, I've seen of uh, commentators, um, they're, they're atheists or they're agnostics, and they are standing against this woke ideology, this this craziness that is going on, that is pushing family values, you know, out the window mm-hmm. and destroying, you know, families and individuals and everything. They're against that, and they want family values back. Yeah. Wow! Because ultimately, God created societies to function in a harmonious and a happy way on the foundation of marriage and the family. Well, as goes it's the been, family, so goes the nation. Yeah, exactly. So for the last six millennia, that's been the foundation for a happy and a prosperous uh, fam- I mean, society, mm-hmm. marriage and the family. When that goes out the window, everything crumbles, which it is now in the economy. Politically, everything is crumbling. Mm. And so the day is coming when people are going to say enough is enough and we're going to head to the other direction. And the Bible prophecy talks about that. Ah, exciting times to be alive. You know, the, the, this world is not our final home. Praise God for mm, that. The amen. Bible talks about Jesus is coming. And when he does, the Bible says that those who love him are going to go with him to his home. He's preparing a home. He's coming back. And then he's going to take us to his home. And I, when you hear the things that are going on, it just you can't feel at home here. No, no definitely <laughs> it's, not. It's it's unsettling for sure on mm. so many fronts. But uh, we are not home, and that's that's the point. So, if you got anything else you wanted to have, share, I got anything no, else. That's what, a sort silly of a, what sort of a question is that? Take okay, it back. just quickly, um, uh, the IPCC, yes. they um, are the United Nations, you know, um, big department that looks at climate change and the impact of climate change, and it's it's called the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. Anyway, basically they have um, put out a seven-year report um, and they've said this is it. It's now or never. We have reached almost the point of no return. If we don't act right now, they're saying right now, immediately, if we don't act now, it's all over. Um, we will not be able to hold this train back. They're saying we're going to go beyond the 1.5 degrees and, you know, the sky's the limit and they're, you know, they're talking doom and gloom big time. So, you know, there are those who, um, you know, are on the opposite side that, that see the climate alarmists as nothing more but, you know, fear-mongering yes. and trying to scare and being politically motivated and so on and so forth. But God says in his word, that Satan will have the power to manipulate the environment, to bring about more and more natural disasters. And so that's going to play into the hands of those who are saying there's something, you know, we've got to do something about it. And so this is going to once again bring the world um, to a point of we need to come and sort this out, hmm. both groups. So once again, we've got a pendulum going to swing in that it's direction. We've got, so we've got both groups, one on pro, one anti the, the, the whole climate agenda, and they're going to be brought together by the reality of what's taking place. It's not so much going to be the greenhouse gases and the carbon emissions. It's going to be more so Satan working in a very direct way to manipulate the weather patterns, to manipulate the environment, to manipulate natural disasters, to bring about the final 
um, worship war. That's his end time war plan. I'm telling you. But it's God huge. has a war plan. He does have a war plan. To counter it, and that's, uh, that's so exciting. That's what this program is all about, isn't it? Absolutely. It's about uh, sharing God's final message for this time in human history. Well, we've got, as you can hear, Pastor Danny's got so much to say. He always does. He's got a lot more news articles, I think, where they all came from. But we're going to listen now to uh, Carly Fletcher. She is a friend of ours, and she's going to bring us a song called Dear Daddy. So enjoy this song. So walk in love 
listening to Carly Fletcher, and that song was called Dear Daddy, just like oh, <laughs> the little voice there at the end. Isn't that so sweet? Announced. Well, you're listening to Looking Up, and um, Pastor Danny's been sharing some amazing news articles that are just every week you think you've heard it all, and then you mm. come back another week, and there's something else that just shocks you even further. So, what have you got now? You've it's got a few more before we go to the Bible. Okay, Bible's well, what we want to talk about just, just briefly, there was a, a woman in the UK that was once again arrested for the second time uh, for silently praying outside an abortion clinic. (laughs) So they've got exclusion zones. um, How did they know she was praying? I guess she looked like she was praying. Well, she was just quietly just minding her own business there. She'd been arrested once previously. Um, You know, that just says to me people believe in prayer. (laughs) She was silently praying. And one of the laws there in the UK is in that exclusion zone, um, you're not only not allowed to protest or give out wow. literature to those who are coming in you know, for an abortion. It's like a big um, big exclusion zone, I think about 110 or 120 yards um, or something like that, a buffer zone they call it. But you're not allowed to pray, not just not allowed to pray out loud, you're not allowed to pray in your head. Oh, you're laughing, but this That's is true. Incredible. This is. Can you see how, how can the people even control that? Well, they're trying they to can. police your so, thoughts. So they they arrested wow. her. Um, That's terrible. And um, you know, a pro-life activist was arrested for the second time um, for the offence of silently praying in her head near an abortion facility in a so-called censorship or buffer zone in Birmingham, England, and so. You know, we're, we're at this point where you can't do that, but you can turn up to someone's rally and you can disrupt the, the rally and that's all good and well. You know, no one, no one has any issues with that. So, you know, it's, it's just incredible. It's just incredible where we are going and that is why this pendulum will swing. So like I said, this is all setting us up for, for where the enemy wants things to go. And, um, and just a couple of other things quickly before we wrap up. Um, we've got, you know, Xi Jinping, the Chinese leader, um, currently meeting with President Putin. So, you know, President of Russia, President of China meeting together and they've got, you know, a very cordial relationship as they're expressing their love and their sentiments towards one another and looking to work together and grow one another's nations and help and so on and so forth. So you've got... We'll call them the East because they're in the East, and then you got the West. You know, you got Western Europe and the United States and, and Australia and so forth. You know, that are in opposition. So you've got this clash. Can you see this East-West clash? Mm-hmm. Um, this polarization, this division, and it's interesting um, just to see how things are, are coming through. So once again, and and th- that's unsustainable, Sharissa. It is. We cannot have in this global economy um, this this worldwide economy, this worldwide system that we have set up, we cannot have this kind of division. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to impact horrendously, you know, the entire world. So once again, it's being set up for someone to come along and create a happy medium peace. Bring the sides together. So bring the climate people and the moral people together. Bring East and West politically together you know, we've got this set up, this, these, yeah. the, these two extremes, we've got it set up seeking for a saviour, seeking for a peacemaker. And it's everything the Bible said would be happening. Everything. I'm telling you. It's the most relevant book for today, the it's Bible. It's huge. It's huge. And not, not to mention that, you know, our, our world economy is 
still very much on the brink. Oh, yeah. You know? I, I mean, pretty, there was another bank. Yeah. Another bank went uh, belly up yes. this time. Um, yeah, a, a really, really big one. It was, um, we, well, what was, oh, that's right, Swiss. Uh, I was going to say Swiss Credit cheese. Swiss. <laughs> I was going to say Swiss, Swiss, Swiss cheese. Credit Swiss. Yeah. Something along those lines that was, um, yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, Credit Suisse uh, bailed out by another European bank, UBS. And um, so they're saying that it's only a matter of time. Many, you know, um, economic analysts are saying it's only a matter of time because things cannot continue like this. So, you know, we've got, you know, we've got our housing crisis here in Australia. Um, we've got more and more people who are the working poor. Mm-hmm. And the working homeless, you know, once upon a time, if you had a job, you had a roof over your head. <laughs> That's just how it was in Australia. If you had a very job, expensive today. Yeah, you can't even find a rental to afford. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, um, you know, it, it's just horrible. It's just horrible. It's there the are people that storm. are setting up. You know, there are ten cities being set up in different parts, um, especially along the coastline there. And um, you know, and the council is just saying, hey, you know. How how can you go in as police? These people haven't got a place. They're living in a tent. How can you go in and find them because they're staying in a place where they probably shouldn't stay? Mm-hmm. How can you do that? You know, morally, you can't. These people, they're lot, they're already on the edge. I mean, this person, they may decide, hey, if the police are you know shoving me out of here and I can't live in a tent, mm-hmm. then what's the point of even living? You know what I mean? So who would want to have that on their conscience? <sighs> yeah. For sure. So it's yeah, it's it's really really nasty and um and so finally um yeah, I just want to talk briefly about um uh, an article my sister sent me, and this is going on you know many parts of the world. There's a lot of persecution of Christians, but this uh, this item here um uh, caught the news um, on one of the news um, outlets. Young mother was chained chained by her husband and subjected to electric shocks for following Jesus. Huh. You know. This uh, 27-year-old um, woman from Sudan uh, for leaving Islam to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, a young mother of four children, you know, was subjected in her own home, chained and subjected to electrical shocks. Um, and also she was taken to a psychiatric hospital where they said that she was not well and they, you know, they further... Um, they further made her life difficult, and she's lost her children, and it's just it's just a horrible situation. And the reason Where why is that? That's in Sudan. Oh, yeah, in sad. in Sudan. So it's really really sad, and there's a lot of there's a lot of persecution that goes on mm. around the world. And so we need to just keep these folk in prayer. The Bible says we need to pray for those who are persecuted. Absolutely, there are many who are experiencing heavy persecution. So we need to pray for them. And, yeah, pray that God will give them the strength to continue to endure to the end. Yeah. There's so many sad things happening and so much uh, sadness in this world, so much injustice in this world, so much to pray for. Mm. But these things should should definitely bring us to our knees in prayer. Indeed, indeed. And um, we'll leave Donald Trump out of it. (laughs) He he did, he did. (laughs) He's always in the news. He told his supporters um, over the weekend that, there was plans to arrest him on yeah. Tuesday. Well, I checked uh, just but, before but there's and nothing. there's nothing. There's nothing. So, so he's a false prophet. Still a free man. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway. Oh, boy. So oh. anyway, um, yeah, look, uh, all these things are telling us that Jesus is indeed coming soon and um, we, we can't wait for that day. No, we can't. And um, so, yeah, the closer we come to, 
the coming of Jesus, those labor pains will intensify. Mm-hmm. Jesus told us that in, in all those different areas that we've talked about and so much more. But all these things tell us that Jesus is coming and we need to look up. Our redemption is drawing near. Show the better way. Love people. Encourage them. Um, but always point people to Jesus. That's really our only hope. Amen. And that's really what we want to make this program all about, is helping people to recognize that this world is in a crisis, in case you hadn't realized already, and realize that the Bible brings us great hope because the Bible talks about Jesus who will come and rescue those who have given their lives to him. He's going to rescue us from this world and bring us to a one that is where there's no more pain, no more suffering, no more injustice, where all is peace and joy forevermore. So mm, that that amen. is a, that's not just some fairy tale like sounding thing. That is as real as the sky above you, as real as the ground you stand on or sit on. So mm. that's exciting stuff. Pastor Danny, we're probably ready to begin our Bible study. We are, are indeed. Yes. We are indeed. All but right. we want to give that code word yeah. away. So today's code word for all of you who are listening. We know one person is and we know Judah is. So there's two people at least we know (laughs) that are listening. (laughs) But for all of our listeners, we have a giveaway for the first four people who who text in the code word. The book is a book by Carl Hafner. It's called Caught Between Two Worlds. And the code word to get it, we only have four of these books available. The code word is TRUTH103. Truth can be capitals. It doesn't have to be apparently, but it's just truth, no space, truth103. That's the code word. Text that to this number, 04888-17624. And if you're one of the first four people to do this, this book is coming to you. It's called Caught Between Two Worlds, a survival guide for end time living mm. based upon the book uh, well, behind the letters of the Apostle Peter in the New Testament. So that is going to be a timely book for right now. Again, the code word is TRUTH103 and text it through to 04888-17624. There's only four copies available. All right, well, maybe I'll hand to you and we open with prayer. All right, let's do that. Would you like to pray? Oh, you want me to pray? (laughs) Dear loving Father in heaven, thank you that we can call you our Father. And thank you for this time that we have now with our listeners to share in a Bible study. We invite the Holy Spirit to be our teacher, our guide, guide us, help us to learn more about you, and bless us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, all these things that we've talked about, Sharissa, they're, I guess, a springboard um, into into, what we are continuing on. And this show is about the signs of Jesus coming. Amen. You know, that's what this show is about the prophecies that Jesus gave us to reassure us that he's coming. And not only that he's coming, but that his coming is imminent. And um, so we praise the Lord for that. So we're looking at um, these different signs that tell us that, you know, the world is on the brink. Yes. And we're looking at a number of things. And I'm just going to run through them all again very quickly. And then we're going to continue. Last week, we looked at the abandonment of truth yes, as being one of those things, and we looked at a number of scriptures. Today, we're going to begin by taking a look at the downward spiral of morality that tells us that Jesus is coming very soon. We're going to take a look at increase in political tension and instability. Another sign, we're going to look at growing divisions and polarization in society, which we've already talked about. Economic uncertainty and inequality, which we've talked about. The challenge of technology, surveillance and security, um, which we're going to talk about. Environmental degradation, we've talked about that as well. More frequent and devastating natural disasters, we've talked about that. Can you see the things that that are in the news every single week? This is every single week. 
Mm. are literally all the big signs that Jesus talked about, the convergence. I just need to pause you right there because people are trying to get this code word in and it's wrong. Oh. So I said there's no space, but it seems to be code word. The code word is truth space 103. Okay, truth. That seems to work. Truth space 103 works. All right, okay. Sorry about that. Carry on. No worries. All right, so then we've got um, religious and spiritual confusion. Yes. Okay, we... We'll, we'll, we'll look at that, the growth in satanic spiritualism, you know, especially via Hollywood and so on and so forth, growing fear and anxiety of what's to come, and then the growing call for world peace and safety, trying to, trying to find a way forward. So we're going to be looking at all of that. Mm. Um, That's a lot weeks, to talk about. <laughs> in the coming weeks. So, yeah, by the way, this was an interesting thought. As I was traveling back home, I was thinking, it's dangerous when I think. But anyway, I was thinking. <laughs> it's good to think. <laughs> I was thinking. What were because, you thinking about? <laughs> because we, we, were, we were just talking. Oh, thinking, thinking. Have you heard that? I've got to, I've got yeah, to hear you know the German coast uh, uh, Isn't that classic? There might one. be some that haven't heard it. All right, you tell you, me. You, you want to tell it? Uh, you, you, okay, okay, so there's this is cool. this is the so German funny. Coast Guard, right? Is yeah, that my yeah, right? German Coast Guard, yeah. And they have a distress call, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it says, we're sinking, we're sinking. And the guy on the other the end. English, no, the English are saying we're sinking, oh, we're English sinking. Oh, the English saying we're sinking, we're sinking, we're sinking. And the, an German, the German Coast Guard goes back and he says, this is the German, this is the German Coast Guard. <laughs> and he says, we're sinking, we're sinking. And he says, what are you sinking about? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you just love that? That's that one so of my favorite. You can actually go on YouTube and find that ad. It was a, it it's was a an good ad. ad. It's a great ad. It's my favorite ad of all time. Oh, well, we're going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> go on YouTube and find it. <laughs> there you go. You get something to do while we listen to this song brought to us by Eclipse for the beauty of the earth. Enjoy this song, and then we're going to continue. Sinking. <laughs> sinking. <laughs> with what we're sinking about right after this song.
a beautiful song but uh, you're listening to the looking out program and we are just about to go head deep into this bible study mm-hmm. so the code word in case i'm not sure we might have lost them all but just in case i mean lost <laughs> given them all <laughs> we've got four books to give away and i think they might have all been claimed but just in case they weren't truth space 103 that's the code word to claim today's prize mm-hmm. we only have four available zero four triple eight one seven sixty four over to you fantastic well, um, before we went to that news break, we were thinking about something very important. <laughs> what were we thinking about? <laughs> um, as I was going home, I was, I was thinking about truth, and I thought about the tree that God told Adam and Eve not to eat from. He said, all the trees mm-hmm. are available to you. Enjoy every single piece of fruit from every tree except for one. Mm-hmm. And that was the tree of knowledge the, and good and evil. Knowledge of good and evil. And as I was driving home, I was thinking, could there be a little more to to this than just simply don't eat from this tree? The name that God chose to give this tree was the knowledge of good and evil. Mm-hmm. Could it be that God was trying to say to Adam and Eve, I alone can discern between good and evil. Leave that to me. Leave that tree, mm-hmm. in inverted commas, leave that to me. That's my domain. I alone can discern between good and evil. Stick to what is good, the tree of hurt. life. Evil because hurts. It, exactly, because <laughs> evil hurts and, um, and you will surely die, God said. So he said, leave that to me. If you trust me, leave that to me. Mm. God alone has the knowledge necessary in order to discern what is truth and what is lies. Mm -hmm. God alone, no other human being, no one else in the universe because God alone knows that. And so when we we choose to turn our backs on God, we suffer the consequences of sin, which is suffering and pain and sadness and brokenness and everything else. So true. Which is where we're going to continue to go. So, All right. so Jesus talked about um, there would be a breakdown of morality before he returns. And I'm calling this the downward spiral of morality. Mm-hmm. So let's take a look at some scriptures. So you've already yep. prayed. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Matthew chapter 24 and verse 12. So this is that chapter where Jesus talks about the signs of his coming. Matthew 24 and verse 12. Do you want to read this for yes, us, please? Yes, and the Bible says, And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Okay, so... Wait, 24-12. Yeah, 24-12. So what does this tell us? It tells us about global cooling. Global cooling. Not global warming. (laughs) But lawlessness will be the reason for men's hearts growing cold. Exactly. 
and, and uh, absence of love. So, so when there's so when God's God law goes out the window, lovelessness comes in. Mm-hmm. Isn't that right? The love grows cold, like you said. And really, um, so yeah, the absence of love. Love is is spoken of in the book of Song of Solomon like a fire. God, the Bible says in Hebrews 10, I believe that God is a consuming fire. Mm-hmm. It also says in First John 4 that God is love. So the absence of that love leads to global cooling and the opposite of love. Some people say it's hate, but I was in a Bible study with my husband yesterday and he brought a good point. He said it's selfishness because love, yes, love is other-centeredness. That's right. So it's selfishness. That's exactly right, yes. Love, the opposite to love is selfishness. Now, what is really, really fascinating is that um, when it comes to lawlessness, um, it's not just out there in the non-Christian mm-hmm. world, but it's also going to be present at, and has been present, but especially at the end of time, in the Christian world. Mm-hmm. If you go to Matthew 7, verse 21 to 23, if you want to read that for us, please. Matthew 7, verse 21 to 23. Yes, the Bible says, Not everyone who says to me, and this is Jesus speaking, Lord, Lord, shall enter in... Sorry, that was me saying that bit. This is back to the Bible. Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. There it is. There it is. So there's going to be many that are going to be claiming to be doing miracles in God's name, um, preaching in God's name, yeah. you know, casting demons and devils and all sorts of things in God's name, but they will continue to practice lawlessness. That's a really powerful verse, isn't it? Because you know that when you know that phrase there, Lord, Lord, when it's repeated twice, mm. it's almost like it's a sign of endearment or a sign or supposed to be it a is. sign of relationship. It is. It, it is. happens elsewhere in the Bible. Yeah, Martha, if, Martha. Simon, Simon, Saul, Saul, Saul. Saul. Yeah, they're the three Moses, times. Moses, Moses, was it just those ones? I'm not sure about Moses, <laughs> Moses. But <laughs> well, anyway, Lord, Lord, it's twice. So they profess to have a relationship mm, with God. They but, do. But he says, I never knew you. Yeah, depart from me, you practice lawlessness. Now, God's law, and we've talked about this in the past, God's law is a transcript of his character. Mm-hmm. You know, God's law is the foundation for his government. Mm-hmm. And it's no different in our society. If you think about Australia, our our nation is governed by law mm. and, you know, we've got a constitution. And if we throw the constitution out the window, guess what? Australia no longer will be, you know, the land and the country that it is. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you throw, you throw the constitution out and what do you have? Lawlessness. Yeah, you have lawlessness. And when there's lawlessness, when everyone's choosing to do what's right in their own eyes. And there's selfishness. There's selfishness. <laughs> and when there's selfishness and there's, there's, chaos. there's chaos and then there's pain. Mm. On the road, if there were no laws on the road, what would there be? Bitches, lots of accidents. Accidents, pain, suffering, and there's selfishness, yeah. as, as Justin rightly pointed out. So, so Jesus said there would be a lack of God's law of love. At the end of time, you know, and love would grow cold. So the absence of God's law in our hearts mm-hmm. is the absence of God's love in our hearts. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And so when it comes to when it comes to um, you know the times that we are living in, if we have a look at Matthew twenty four, <clears throat> we'll take a look a little further there. Jesus also said that 
the time before he returns will be characterized as another time in human history. So if you want to read Matthew 24, verse 36 to 39, please. Matthew 24, 36 to 39. Jesus says, But of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark, and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Then, keep going. No, 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 that'll be it. Okay. That'll be it. Okay, so, so what was it like in the days of Noah, according to Jesus? What was the preoccupation of the people? Men's hearts were evil continually. That's right. Well, in this passage here, Jesus doesn't speak of that specifically. He says they were eating, drinking, marrying, mm-hmm. given in marriage. So basically they mm-hmm. were focused on the things of this world, Today, yeah. on things of this world. Now, when we don't focus on the things of God and the things of God's kingdom, when we're preoccupied with the here and now, well, then everything else flows from that, sadly. Mm-hmm. Um, selfishness, you know, getting back to that, that begins to you know, germinate in our hearts. And selfishness, if you read, you know, the the account there in Genesis chapter six and Genesis chapter seven in particular, but Genesis chapter six there it talks about, you know, the days of Noah. And it says, you know, God was sorry that he had made human beings. He was sorry. Um, and you know, God saw that, you know, the wickedness of man was great on the earth. And um that, you know, his thoughts were evil continually, hmm. you know. So there was continual. Sounds evil, a little bit like today, continual though. wickedness. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And um, and you've got you know you've got in the previous right at the very beginning it says that um, you know the the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were beautiful and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. So polygamy. Yeah. You know, it comes onto the scene. So God's plan for marriage in the family, you know, between one man and one woman, that was no longer respected. And, you know, we have polygamy um, in chapter 4 there. You know, we've got Lamech, mm. you know, who is the first one, according to Scripture, to marry more than one woman. Mm. You know, he had he had two wives. And um, so, so we see marriage and, and family under threat and the dates of Noah now. Now, let me ask you, is marriage and family under threat today? Absolutely. Absolutely. The definitions are changing all the time. They are. They are. I mean, we have changed the definition of marriage. Mm -hmm. For 6,000 years, everybody knew what marriage entailed Mm -hmm. between one man and one woman. That's right. But we don't have the power to change the definition of marriage. Only the one who created marriage, he owns the copyright, so... Only the one who created it can redefine it. Absolutely. And we've also got, you know, today there's a lot of confusion. You know, we talk about gender dysphoria. Mm. You know, there's a lot of confusion, um, especially it's young true. people. I remember when I was in high school, I don't remember this really being a thing. Like, well, I there was remember, no such thing as gender dysphoria. I remember that, ever hearing it. No, that term, I did not hear that term it's once. only the last few years. That Probably I've the last 10 years or so. Yeah. 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 It's the last 10 or so years that we've become aware of that. And, um, Whereas God made it very clear at the very beginning, you know, that we were all created in God's image, male and female. He created them in his own image. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that's coming from the Bible. That's coming from Genesis. And so when that goes out the window, um, then, yeah, we're in a lot of trouble. Jesus not only said it would be as it was in the days of Noah, 
and we could go on. And we actually did a series, didn't we, on the days of we Noah? Did. We actually did a, a series on that, and people can listen to that um, through the podcasts. I'm not sure when it was. Was it last year or the it's year before? Sometime last year or the year before. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Too. In the last couple of years, <laughs> we can't tell you exactly when. But um, it, not only as it was in the days of Noah, but if you go to Luke 17. 28 to 30, Luke 17, 28 to 30, notice what else Jesus had to say. All right. He said, Likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so will it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Okay. So like it was in the days of Noah. Mm-hmm. And Lot. And Lot. Okay. Now what characterized the society Sodom of and Gomorrah. Lodster. It's in, it's in the name. It is Sodom, sodomy. If yeah. people look that term up and they Google that term, they will they will discover what that term means, what it originally meant. You know, we don't really talk about that today, um, but once upon a time, you know, people used that that language. You know, sodomy actually was um, was a was a criminal offence. Mm-hmm. You go to court and you know and be prosecuted for sodomy. And so we have, we have Sodom and Gomorrah and we have the days of Noah. And basically, if you want to describe it in a nutshell, it's, it's immorality and violence and wickedness. That's what characterized, and godlessness, mm. throwing God out the window, God and his plan, his word is, is put to the side in favor of man's word, man's opinions and man's philosophy and ideology. So that's where we are. What's interesting, Sharissa, I, I took a look. I wanted to see what, is the, what, is the, what does the name Sodom mean and Gomorrah. And you know what I discovered? Um, Sodom, king of Sodom, um, literally means in evil. Huh. In evil. And king of Gomorrah, the name means in wickedness. Interesting. So in evil, in wickedness. That's what the names mean. Sodom and Gomorrah. That's just where we are today. It is. Amazing. Amazing. So, um, yeah, you know, we've talked about marriage in the family, you know, being uh, redefined, you know, the image of God um, in mankind, you know, is under, att- is under attack, you know, immorality such as we cannot even begin to imagine is, is out there. We, we, we've talked about that already in our news segments. You know, the day has come when the things that are, an evil are called good, and the things that are good are called evil. That's where we are, mm-hmm. where you can be arrested for praying silently in your head because Amazing. you care about the unborn life. Yeah. You know, this is a time when that's why the Bible is so important because when we're calling evil good and good evil, we need a standard. We need, we need, we need some light on our path. We need something that will give us a right course. And God's Word is timeless it's tested it's true it's been it's been the same word for centuries <laughs> for millennia and so it's encouraging you know you see the world changing and losing sense of which way is up and which mm. way is down but god's word always is there to bring us back to put our feet on a safe path that's what we talked about last week didn't we we did yeah god's word is truth and so yeah i want to just echo um Charissa's words that we need to have a sure anchor and the only sure anchor is God's truth that alone will set us free from the lies and 
and everything else that the enemy wants to throw our way. Absolutely. We're going to listen to this song. It's Psalm 127 called by, brought by the Corner Room. Psalm 127. So enjoy this. After this, we have the news, and then we'll be back for the final leg of our Bible study together.
You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. Faith looks up, sorry looks back, worry looks around. Well, we are on the final leg of our Bible study here in the Looking Up program. And just before we do, I just need to let everybody know we had a few technical difficulties with our code word and the system today for the free offer. But we have four winners. And just so they have, I'll put their hearts at ease. Peace of mind. Peace of mind. Uh, congratulations to Vernon, to Mark, to Margie, and to Sherry um, on claiming, being the first four to claim today's book caught between two worlds by carl hafner that book is coming to you we've got we've got it i know the system might have sent you um, text messages that indicated otherwise but you can relax you are a winner today so that's congratulations. the truth that's the truth that's the truth all right so um, yeah let's keep going all right fair enough um yeah there, there's so much in these last couple of topics um well last week's and this week last week on truth and this week you know on on morality um, they're, they're huge, and they've basically taken up, you know, the the, the entire program, um, and that's because these are really fundamental. Mm-hmm. If if we get truth and morality right, mm-hmm. everything else goes well. Amen. Everything else goes well. When we get these two wrong, yeah. everything else goes pear shaped, and that is sadly, you know, the direction we've been heading um, as a society. Now, not only is is marriage and family. Um, under attack, but sadly today, I don't need to remind um, our listeners that you know the life of the newborn is under attack today, like at no other time in human history. And I went and and looked up the numbers, and it was just so sad, so so sad, heartbreaking, to discover that around the world every year, approximately seventy million lives are cut short. Mm. And ninety percent of those lives are cut short by by mothers who who have chosen that option um, simply as a choice, not because of the mother's um, life or health being in danger, or the baby's life or health being in danger. But it was just a choice that they made. They got their reasons, their circumstances, and it's really sad. And I really do want to also, um, yeah, just reach out to. Any mothers out there that have gone through what I've talked about, you know, that, that horrible ordeal and, you know, you, you're, you're feeling pretty bad about it. Um, you know, God, God loves us. God forgives. God restores. Um, however, even though it's not God's plan and God's will for this to take place, but God is in the business of forgiving and restoring. And I believe, I believe, Sharissa, that all those children that didn't get the chance to to live life outside the womb, that they will all be in the kingdom. Mm. Because God loves them and God brought them into existence to begin with. True. And they didn't have a choice. And God makes the choice for them. Mm. And his choice is to save them. What do you think of that? Well, I think that's an amazing, amazing God. So there's going to be a lot of people. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of bubs. There will be. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of babies in heaven, if that's true. Yeah. And I believe it is because God is a God of love. Mm. 
God is a God of life. Uh, yeah. And so but what's the alternative, Sharissa? The alternative is that God says, oh, well, I know that they were only three months, four months, five, six, maybe even nine months. Um, and, yes, uh, they, they, did, they, they didn't have a birth certificate, so that means they're, you know, they're not eligible for my kingdom. I don't think so. Mm. The Bible says that, you know, from the moment of conception, mm-hmm. from the moment of conception. I formed you. God forms us and life, as soon as life begins, we um, have an identity mm. in the sight of God. And so if that's 70 million a year, can you imagine how many little tackers are going to be running around on those streets of gold? <laughs> that's something to ponder on, isn't it? It is. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, keeping, keeping everyone in prayer who's gone down that road, um, one in five Australian women. Sorry, one in five births in Australia um, do not make it to mm. full term. Mm. One in five. So that's a lot. It's very sad. It is very sad. I mean, you've got, a, you've got a beautiful bubs now, yeah. Judah. Could you imagine anything other than what you're experiencing now with his love? Yeah. You right. can't imagine anything, could you? It's funny. Once he's been born, you can't imagine life without him. You yeah. Know? But um, I do feel for those who, you know, were mm. on that road mm. and, you know, Sadly, it was cut short. Yeah, it's a very painful road to walk. You know, and and God I think walks with us absolutely. But I also think of of the many mums and well potential mums and dads who would love to have a baby, but they cannot. Yes, I mean, there's so many, and I think more and more. And there's so much, and I, I think, yeah, I, I feel the same way. There's um, some beautiful friends of ours, you know, can't have kids, but. In in light of that, those parents, those sorry, those people are parents, spiritual parents mm. to so many young people. There's so many young people who need, you know, a spiritual mum or dad to mm. come alongside them and encourage them because look at the world where they're up against. And so, if that's you, then know that you still have a place in these young people's lives. They need you too. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, we need lots of mothers and fathers of Israel. Yes. And for sure. and I've got friends who have adopted. And that's a beautiful thing to do, you know, to adopt. And so, you know, children are precious. You know, the Bible says they are a gift from God. Children Absolutely. are a gift from God. So, so it's not it's not how it's seen, sadly, you know, by a lot of society today. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to God, that's how God feels. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, what one historian, Arnold Toynbee had to say regarding where a society eventually ends up when when God's plan, not so much God's plan, I'm not even sure if he was a Christian, but he talks just about the law, mm-hmm. you know, when lawlessness goes out the window. and uh, Sorry, when lawlessness is the order of the day. And Arnold Toynbee, for, for those who don't know who I'm referring to, he was uh, uh, a well-known historian. In fact, he's probably the most you know, popular um, uh, historian of the 20th century. He was a British historian and and publisher, and he wrote um, his epic 12-volume study um, entitled A Study of History, Why Do They Disintegrate and Collapse? And so Arnold Toynbee, this, this you know, incredible historian, he studied 19 civilizations, world civilizations, um, and he, he took a look at the stages of their growth and development from, you know, their genesis, their beginning to their growth, 
to their time of trouble, to their universal state, um, to their disintegration. And so his study, entitled A Study of History, Why Do They Disintegrate and Collapse? He looked at a number of different reasons why civilization, like the Roman Empire, you know, came to its end. And one of the key points was this. In four words, lawlessness leads to destruction. Mm. That was one of the key points. Lawlessness leads to destruction. Well, the Bible backs him up on that. Absolutely. Well, we looked at that earlier, didn't we? Mm. You know, um, because lawlessness will abound, Jesus said in Matthew twenty four twelve, the love of many will grow cold. And when the love of many grows cold, when there's what do you call it, you know, global cooling, yeah. <laughs> um, as you as you put it, you know, destruction follows. Um, it's interesting that when it comes to the Roman Empire, Edward Gibbon. Have you heard of Edward Gibbon? Yes. He was a famous, um, yeah, very famous 18th century historian. And he wrote his epic um, six-volume series, The Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire. And he identified four major causes that contributed to the fall of the Roman Empire. Do you want to hear what they are? Tell us. You let me know if we are tracking in that direction in our current Western civilization. Number one, the breakdown of the family unit. Yep. Are we experiencing that? Is there? You see that? Sadly, tick. there's a tick in that box. Number two, an insatiable craving for pleasure. <laughs> tick. <laughs> Didn't Jesus say that they'll be eating yes. and drinking and giving in marriage and that in Lot's day they'll be building and selling and buying and it's just all about the here and now. Number three, an increase in taxation. Hmm, we are experiencing that an increase in taxation. The rich are being taxed less and less and the poor or the middle class in particular, the middle class, they're the ones that are really copying the brunt of the taxation increases. In fact, do you know that we won't deal with it today, we'll deal with it on another program, but according to Oxfam, they track you know, the, the disparity between the world's richest and the world's poorest people. And they have discovered the world's richest people, the billionaires of the world. Okay, so that's like the people that you hang out with, Sharissa, you and Justin, <laughs> the billionaires of this world. Yep. All right, they pay anywhere between 3 and 4% tax. 3 to 4%. That's all. Mm. Whereas the average middle class Joe pays anywhere between 30, 40%. So there you go. They're the billionaires. And so when we deal with the, the whole economic disparity between the rich and the poor, we'll, we'll, I'll share some statistics with you that are just mind-boggling. Here's, here's another interesting historian. This guy is called Joseph Daniel Unwin, and he wrote in 1934, okay, so almost 100 years ago, you know, 90 years ago, he wrote a book called Sex and Culture. And Unwin examined the data from 86 societies and civilizations um, eight primitive tribes and six known civilizations over about a 5,000-year period in order to see if there is a relationship between sexual freedom and the flourishing of cultures. All right. Are you ready for his conclusion? I'm ready. You're holding on to your seat? Yes. Got your seatbelt on? Got it. <laughs> Folk, I hope you're holding on to your seat. your seatbelt. <laughs> Here we go. This is what he discovered. Anwan, okay, written back in 1934. He discovered that once a nation becomes prosperous, mm -hmm. 
it becomes increasingly liberal with regard to sexual morality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As a result, it loses its cohesion, impetus, and its purpose. Unwin found, now these are his words, okay, these are his words. Unwin found that when strict prenuptial chastity, in other words, when marriage between one man and one woman gets thrown out the window, when strict prenuptial chastity was abandoned, within three generations, the culture suffered self-destruction. Wow. Three generations. Three generations. And for Unwin, a generation was about 30 years. So about 90 years. So about 90 years and it's all over. It's all over. So this is what Anwen discovered, and um, and so today, you know, I refer to this. Men. I refer to this as the downward spiral of morality. We've only got a couple of minutes left. Let me let me throw this um, the way of our listeners, and this is what I've witnessed in the last fifty years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm barely over the fifties now, <laughs> um, and in just my short lifetime, if there are some listeners out there that have been around for a little bit longer, you'll be able to second what I'm about to say. This is how I have seen the progression or the disintegration of our society. I call it, you know, the downward spiral of morality or the road to ruin. Mm. Is that pretty straightforward language? I love it. Okay. Immoral acts, okay, immoral acts. They are first condemned. They are illegal and condemned. They are then discouraged. They are then tolerated. They are accepted. Then they are defended. Then the immoral acts are protected and promoted and finally the same immoral acts that were once condemned and illegal are now celebrated. Mm. Is that the downward spiral of morality? Yes. It is. It is. And I could just give one example. Back in 1978 when the first um, you know, uh, lesbian and gay community um, protested in the streets, they were locked up by the police, they were beaten and so forth. You know, almost 50 years later, from 1978, we've got the Australian Prime Minister marching um, in this year's Gay Pride Festival. That was from, a record, wasn't from it? From that to that. And so you can clearly see, you know, this downward spiral of morality, where we have got to and where we are and that we're at the end of the road. Jesus is about to return. Hallelujah. That is the good news. Amen. And he said it first, didn't he? He said this would be happening before he returns. So this shouldn't catch us by surprise. No surprises here. Sarah Holfman is bringing us a song now, Let the Children Come to Me. Enjoy this song and then we're going to have some final wrap-up thoughts. The program is just going fast. Jesus was teaching to the crowd But the children kept trying to get to him The apostles told them to leave Then they just couldn't believe When Jesus opened his arms and said to them children come to me let nothing stand in their way let the children come to me the kingdom of heaven time 
hands and a beating heart The world just keeps pushing them away They don't have a voice But life is more than a choice Have we forgotten what Jesus would say? say her last name (laughs) anyway thank you sarah for that song well pastor danny as we wrap up what's been a very uh relevant study of god's word and how it relates to what's happening today what would you like to leave with our listeners as some final thoughts all right some final thoughts folk um as we head to the finishing line as we head to that day when jesus will return i just want to encourage each and every one of our listeners with the words of jesus who said in John 14, verses 1 to 3, on the eve of his crucifixion, he shared these words of hope and encouragement with his disciples who were about to face a very challenging, the most challenging time of their lifetimes. And we are in a challenging time right now. Mm -hmm. And it's only going to get more challenging from here on in. So I pray that in this time of challenge that we will hold on to these same words from Jesus. In John 14, verses 1 to 3, where Jesus said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Amen. I love that promise. So Jesus says, it's okay. I'm going to have the final word. You stick with me. You put your faith and trust in me. Stick with my word, hold on to my word, hold on to my nail-scarred hand, and I'm going to see you through from this sin-sick, broken world to the new world, to the new land where I've gone to prepare a place for you, that you may be with me always and never again experience the pain, the suffering, and the sorrow of sin. Beautiful. Well, Pastor Danny, would you like to close in prayer for our listeners? Love to. 
Father in heaven, we want to thank you and praise you again for the blessings of your word. Lord, in this world that is spiraling out of control, that is filled with chaos and confusion, we thank you, dear Lord, for your word, for your truth that enables us to understand your will and your ways, that that enables us to understand how we can have peace, how we can have assurance, and how we can know that we are on the right path, that 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 narrow, winding path that leads to the heavenly courts above. Father, it's our prayer that in these final closing moments of human history that we will put our faith and trust in Jesus, that we will look to him continually and meditate on his promises, on his word, on his plan, on his template for how to live life, and that we'll look forward to the day when we'll be present in his kingdom and be part of that community of love that will live in a land that is free from sin and suffering, in a world and in a universe that is filled with only peace, joy and happiness in the presence of God. And that is our prayer in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much, uh, Pastor Danny, for leading us through uh, today's study. I know we didn't get too far in these signs, so I guess that's going to be what oh, we'll talk about next week. We've got all the way till Jesus comes, so we don't <laughs> have true. any time and limits the signs here. won't get any less. they no. <laughs> just increase. But uh, for our listeners' sake, which sign are we going to head to next week? Well, next week we're going to finish off. I've got some very interesting okay. things to share on this very matter. Yes. Um, and then after that, we're going to be moving into taking a look at the you know the increase in political tension and instability what Jesus had to say um, and how that relates to where things are heading and then after that we're going to be taking a look at you know the growing economic uncertainty and inequality and so on and so forth so we're just going to go through that list and just you know broaden out people's understanding of where we are in the stream of time Wonderful. Well, we look forward to that study and thank you also for joining us for our Bible study today. It was so good to know that we had people listening. It was good to hear from you. Thank Mm. you for your texts. And uh, we hope that you will join us again, same time, same place, this time next week for that episode that we uh, just heard about there. And stay tuned to this channel because the Adelaide Drive Time Show is just about to take off on air as well. Until then, remember this, that fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith always looks up. So keep looking up and God bless you all. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up should the tears begin to start. With a prayer, all your cares he will cast into the depths of the sea. His love is always there for me.